This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to the Grumpy Gays podcast. As you are about to discover, many, many things make us grumpy, but we're not entirely unreasonable. In order to keep spreading our very own brand of misery all around the world, on this podcast, we unfortunately can't share all the amazing music we play on our radio show. But don't worry, you're bound to have every song we talk about right there on your device. So why not play them? The Grumpy Gays go to air every Wednesday night on Melbourne's own out loud and proud station, Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. The Grumpy Gays podcast. Enjoy part one. In this mad, crazy, mixed-up world, people can be, well, a little grumpy. Joy 94.9's very own resident grumpy gaze, yes, we all see the irony in that, Matt, Helen and Doug are about to take you on a wonderful weekly exploration of the grumpier side of life. Face it, embrace it, grumpy by name, grumpy by nature. It's time to get your grump on with the Grumpy Gaze. Well, you might be a little hungry, you might be a little sad. Or you could just be frustrated about the day you have had. Or maybe you're just tired, have a cold or lost your sock. And you say, don't cheer me up, or I sure don't want to talk. Because you are grumpy as a grizzly bear. Welcome to this week's agonisingly awful anthology of aggro, also known as The Grumpy Gaze. I am, of course, once again, joined by my indomitable, indomitable... <laughs> you use that word all the time, but you can never say it. <laughs> ...homosexual high priestesses of humph, Matt and Doug. <laughs> As that incredible thespian Lara, what's her name, so eloquently put it in that multi-million dollar tourism flop developed by Scotty from Marketing bloody hell are you? Or something akin to that. <laughs> Classy. I'm okay. Thanks, Helen. Thanks for asking. I'm okay as well. The, Helen, you've triggered me. That campaign for Australia was an absolute car crash. So I always thought it was rather appropriate that her name was Bingle. <laughs> <laughs> now, whilst you princesses of puffery get your... Is that pu- was that puffery? That was puffery. Uh, I thought it was Pumery as well. So did I. She got away with it. She got away with it. Whilst you get your much-needed B-A-U-T sleep, mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, have recently taken a leaf out of the supposedly successful people's handbook, and I have been rising incredibly early to embrace the day. Do you make your bed, Helen, though, more importantly? <laughs> of course I do. That, yeah, that, that cures all your ills, apparently. <laughs> Now, of course, I don't actually believe in any of this crap. You know, successful people are up at dawn's crack. Yeah, I bet you, you two have seen a few cracks in your lifetime. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that really does depend on which side of the stamp you're looking, Helen, because if it's cracks towards the front, <laughs> then I know categorically you'll have seen more. Yeah, yeah I, I personally haven't seen dawns, but... Yeah. No, I haven't seen... I've, the dawn of crack, no. Anyway. As I was saying, successful people start their day with yoga, meditation and a kale-based superfood smoothie. 
before they run 46 kilometres, complete the manuscript for their umpteenth best-selling book on <laughs> how to be a complete and utter wanker that the rest of us normal people despise, secure their 10th Michelin star for their incredibly successful breakfast bar and broker world peace. All before the rest of the world has even had their first fart of the morning. <laughs> Oh, look, I'm a theatre person, so as far as I'm concerned, good things happen late at night, never early morning, yeah, me ever. Too, me too. Right. So in my haze of not-so-morning glory of late, there has been actually one small glimmer of joy, so to speak. And that glimmer comes in the form of Up Early with Annie and Ando on our very own Joy 94.9. Oh, yes. So for those grumpsters who like me are not the inspiration of all those self-help success books, but nonetheless have to be up at a completely unacceptable hour, you can at least ensure you do write by your little auditory receptors and tune in to Up Early with Annie and Ando every morning from 6am. Good idea, Annie and Ando. <laughs> Helen, I could not agree more, because if you are going to have some glory in the morning, and despite my age, I still frequently oh. do... <laughs> That taste of sick, Douglas, always with you, that taste of sick. Whereas with me, you see, it's a taste of glamour. <laughs> oh, oh, Helen, you know what? Swallowing helps. But yes, Annie, Annie and Ando are worth arriving at joy nice and early. Now, speaking of arriving, for so many of us lately, it's been quite some time since we've stood at the threshold of someone else's home. And so, to give us a little reminder of what that might be like, I was wondering, Matt and Helen, I imagine as gorgeously hospitable folk, well, Maybe Matt more so than you, Helen. I imagine <laughs> that when folks turn up on your doorstep, they may look down to wipe their feet and be greeted by the word welcome. So I was wondering if your week could be summed up and written on your doormat, what would it say? Well, as you rightfully point out, Douglas, our mat would be, or my mat would be on the outside of my front door and it would say, by appointment only. <laughs> Well, mine, no doubt being me and my ongoing... Matt's Matt. Well, yeah. Yeah, Matt's Matt. So no doubt being me and my ongoing success with the joys of internet shopping, Uh I would probably... It would probably say something like, home sweat home. (laughs) (laughs) Or in Japanese, Matt? Home sweat home. (laughs) (laughs) You can speak Japanese, Helen. Just put on an accent. You'll be fine. Doug? You know what, I think mine would probably say the same thing as it says on my lower back, which is basically wipe your feet on the way out. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? Your lower back is your welcome mat. <laughs> A landing strip. <laughs> anyway, coming up on tonight's show. Oh, we are having another mad, mad, mad world, and I'm having a little crack at this segment tonight, and goodness me, who's that girl? Hit or miss, and Matt, tonight it's you, and you're in high spirits, I see. I I certainly am. We've got a return of dear, grumpy gaze. I have absolutely no idea what's coming up tonight, but you guys are going to surprise me, I'm sure. And we also have regular segment room 666. And just for something different, this is mine tonight. I'm going to be putting something into room 666. (laughs) It's called 
the anti Attenborough. And of course, we have our Grumpy Gays music theme this week. And Matt, it's New Romantics. Yes, my choice tonight. I'm going way back to a time of excessive fog. No, not Victorian London. Dry ice, actually. <laughs> um, mannequins, neon, when heterosexual men dressed as gay pirates. <laughs> Or geishas, and it was perfectly acceptable. Yes, it's the new romantics. So crack open the dry ice and let's kick off with a classic ABC with Poison Arrow. And you're listening to the Grumpy Gays podcast as heard every Wednesday night on Joy 94.9. Absolute classic there from one of my favourite bands, ABC. Now that is from an album called The Lexicon of Love. And I've got to say, there's not one dud track on that album. If they were to send... One album into outer space, this would be it. Aliens would get it and they go, well, if that's that's what they're listening to on Earth, I reckon I'd want to go there. There may not be one dud on that album, but there's certainly two duds on this show. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, the aliens won't find out about that until they get here, you see. <laughs> going to take the mantle from Miss Helen. So tonight's Mad, Mad, Mad World, I'm going to call Who's That Girl? Oh yes, Madonna has made the news this week, ladies and gentlemen. Madonna has made the news and who knew that could ever actually be possible? Now, I am risking my license to practice here and let's hope I live to tell. But I'm afraid, Madge, when you call my name, I'm one of those rare homosexuals who isn't gonna come running because, frankly, I'm really not that crazy for you. (gasps) Do you know what, Doug? Do you know what, Doug? Express yourself. Tell us what you're I do absolutely respect her cultural influence, but aside from taking an awful lot of pink cash, giving us a bit of a soundtrack and making a few of her dancers snog on stage in her videos, how exactly has she helped our community? Doug, to be fair, she is absolutely a gay icon, but I reckon that could be a very good future Q&Gay topic. What makes a gay icon? Oh, that's actually really, that's a fantastic idea. And I think we will run with it. We may, in fact, need to dedicate an entire show to the matter. The icon edition, in fact. Mm. Listen, look, I look, I, I do. I acknowledge Madonna's body of work. But not her body of evidence, please. Oh, my God. Have you seen the trailer for that film? No. It has more cheese than a tramp's foreskin. Honestly, it really... <laughs> it, I, A ghastly, ghastly film. Anyway, I do acknowledge her body of work, her creativity, her capacity for reinvention, and I've even seen her live several times. The last time being resoundingly the very last time because she kept me waiting and standing at Wembley Stadium in London for hours. It, It was very rude, it was tardy, it was vulgar, and it was disrespectful, particularly given the obscene amount of money she charges for her tickets. Heavens, that little spiel was a little bit borderline angry gay man there, was it not? I mean, I said I'm about to put her in room 666. And let's be fair, that'll have me barred from this show and probably even from Joyce. And and also, I think you'd get the devil very, very worried. (laughs) (laughs) Well, indeed, he's bringing in his wife. Anyway, so, 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 what has Madame X or M or whatever other consonant she's going by this week done? Yes, who do I feel like this week? Hmm. Give me a double N, please, Adriana. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, so what has she done? What has she done, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, there is to be a biopic of her life and her career. And while I obviously understand the woman wants some involvement, she just can't step back from the coalface because she looks set to co-write it. But worse still, she's going to direct it. Well, it could be worse. She could be acting in it. <laughs> Of the project, Madame Blonde Ambition said, The focus of this film will always be music. Music has kept me going and art has kept me alive. There are so many untold and inspiring stories and who better to tell it than me? It's essential to share the roller coaster ride of my life with my voice and vision. Art has kept her alive to the age of 123. <laughs> No science has. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's all get some art. So now, of course, the search is on for some lucky star to play the material girl. And as you can, as you can imagine, Madonna herself will be there in that audition room quicker than a ray of light. Mm. So to all those budding actresses out there, I have only one thing to say. It won't be easy. Matt and Helen... Do you have any thoughts? Well, like a prayer, that's finished, thank God. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what do you think, Helen? Uh, yeah, got nothing at this stage. No, well, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about this sort of like, you know, it could be where she could be acting in it, but mind you, she may have to. <laughs> because I reckon they'll struggle to find any poor girl brave enough to take on that poisoned chalice. I mean, I know it's incredibly difficult playing someone who is still alive. In fact, I was having just this conversation with Noah the other day. <laughs> Honestly, he's, he said to me, I don't know how you do it, Matt. I said, it's a gift, Noah. But to then, day after day, take direction from them? Good God. Can't you just see Madonna now? No, 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 no! <laughs> What's all this ridiculous faux British accent going on? I would never do that! <laughs> <laughs> but just for the record, Matt, she has actually said that she won't be in it. She's promised. Uh, okay. Well, that kind of makes sense. Because otherwise, you know, that, that's if you're doing somebody's life story, I mean, look, they'd be better off grabbing someone off the street and saying, what do you want? Name your price. <laughs> and also, the other thing I would ask is, is mm -hmm. Madge also doing the, the casting for the role? Because yes. you know, oh, she is right. Well, I'm picturing sort of three different actresses to cover each of the different eras. It's sort of like the crown. Yeah, well, no. Yes. I, I, well, yes. Well, I'm actually thinking it's a bit more like a Hollywood version of Fatso from a country practice, <laughs> minus the mange. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so I'm seeing like maybe, I don't know, Margot Robbie for the oh. 80s wedding dress crucifix era. Maybe okay. Scarlett Johansson for the later confessions hard candy sort of stuff. And for Madame X... Well, I'm sure they could raid the British Museum and get an embalmed mummy. I mean, at least it wouldn't talk back. <laughs> or just rehash Bette Davis. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. If I was to propose a biopic of the Grumpy Gays, because let's face it, we're swiftly approaching that stratosphere. <laughs> Who would play you? Doug. Who would play me in a, in a biopic of the Grumpy Gays? Oh. Yes, if you had to cast yourself. Oh, oh look. Oh, mm, well, I wouldn't be casting this person, but I can absolutely tell you I would be putting up an almighty legal challenge because I would rather eat my own young than see it happen. <laughs> but I bet somebody to play me would choose that moron that ruins absolutely everything. Who's that? James Bloody Corden. Seriously, I cannot stand the man. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny. I actually don't know anybody who can, but Helen? One word. Sure. Oh. 
taking inspiration from her scissor sisters and Silkwood. Perfect. What about you, Matt? Who's playing you? Well, you know, I'm thinking, I couldn't think of anything other than bald, so probably Vin Diesel. (laughs) Yeah, right. More like Moby, actually. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I mean, is Yule Brenner on ice? Uh, Is that why he was talking so fast in that film? Um, Actually, it's a true story. I was walking down the street one day and this little kid leans out the window and goes, Oi, Moby. (laughs) There you go. I'm like, like, you little shit. Well, look, while of course it is a mad, 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 mad world for one lady on this planet and so many of her devotees, it is of course and will always be a madge, madge. Madge, 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 madge world. Stick around. We have Matt's hit or myth. After, of course, spend our ballet with Only When You Leave. That's what the Grumsters think of us. And just so you never do leave, make sure you subscribe to our little odyssey here on the Grumpy Gays podcast. So, Matthew, Only When You Leave. I need to love you. Mm. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Do a lot of people say that to you? Yes. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Why that one? Why not gold? Because I can't bear it. It's like something you'd hear. Or true. It's like, no, because they're both both like something you'd hear in a doctor's waiting room. (laughs) Okay, so now it is once again our regular rotation, or is that tritation? I don't know, of Hit or Myth. And this week, the Hit or Mytha is Matthew. (laughs) So, Matthew, what is your Hit or Myth that Douglas and I have to decide on whether you are telling us the truth or, as they say in Queensland, a furphy? That's a pint in England. (laughs) Is that what they say in Queensland? I thought it was like, get back across that border. (laughs) Choice is yours, Hit or Myth. After last week's Room 666 rant Mm -hmm. and subsequent exile into the Room of the Devil, I will let you two decide whether I am a total hypocrite for the following story. (laughs) Right. So, yes, my turn to kick off another round of Hit or Myth, and my life event this week, true or otherwise, has a somewhat spooky element to it. (laughs) Don't ask me when this was. I have no idea. It all sort of gets lost in the purple haze calamity of my life. But I was living in England at the time. I do know that. So for my birthday one year, my ex booked us on a ghost hunting tour of Oxford Castle. So picture this. My birthday's in the middle of the UK winter, by the way. It was a dark and stormy night. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, these things begin about eight o'clock in the evening. And literally go all night. They finish around 6am. Well, anyway, let me, t- let me talk you through it. May so, I ask a question first? Yes, go for it. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm wanting to get the complete picture yeah. of, of this story. Did you have to don a Ghostbusters-esque type suit? <laughs> no, with a, with a backpack and a gun. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, no. Okay. No, no. <laughs> um, it was, you know, it was, it was dressed to... Impress. I don't know what it was. Anyway. <laughs> what dressed to impress? Press the ghost. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Okay. No, I wore a sheet. You know, you know, <laughs> somebody... with eyes with eye holes. Yes. <laughs> so, so, 
Somebody, somebody said to me, try to blend in. <laughs> so you came as Casper. <laughs> Scrooge, more like, but anyway. Anyway, so anyway, let me talk you through this this evening, right? So it began with an induction, which as part of it, they chose three people to break off from the group and go and sit in isolation in one of the rooms. So it's actually called Oxford Castle and Prison, this place. So three people were made to go and sit in one of the prison cells each in order to encourage activity. Oh. I was going so, isolation is a bit like now, really, yeah, isn't it? Well, no, so, so, so think of it as being used as a sacrificial goat to entice the spirits out. <laughs> no, actually, I, even better. Think of it as chumping for ghosts instead of sharks. <laughs> Raw meat. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I, so I, I, I was like, no way, Jose. Anyway... <laughs> My ex was one of the chosen ones. Anyway, they were meant to be kept in there for about 20 minutes and then rejoin the induction. Two out of three came back, but not my ex. <laughs> three men enter, two men leave. And, and I was thinking, where the hell is he? But look, I guess it's one of those things that I thought it was all part of it, so I didn't really say anything. Anyway, the hunt begins and I approach the organiser. I'm saying that word in inverted commas, by the way. And I inquire about my missing partner, at which point she says, shit, we forgot about him. <laughs> not a great start. Seriously. Not a great start to the evening. I digress. We're back on track and we're down in some crypt somewhere in a holding hands circle, calling out to the spirits. Well, no, actually, it was more like negotiating with the spirits to show up. In how, big was the gr- how big was the group? How big was the group? Oh, uh, it was about 15, 15, 16. Okay, yeah. okay. Quite and were you group. calling out in tongues? No, not quite yet. I'll get on to that. No, no, I was speaking like a little girl. <laughs> like Casper! Ah, yeah. Like Casper! I was channeling. I was channeling the spirit of Derek and Laura. Anyway. After We've about... all done things we regret in circles, oh, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, after about an hour, I think, I saw an orb. And there was a lot of sort of talk from some of the other participants about definitely feeling a change in atmosphere. You know, things like, can anyone else feel that? The temperature just dropped around me. I'm thinking, yeah, that's just what we're thinking about you all right now. But anyway, we left the crypt after about an hour, hardly fleeing for my life, I've got to say. And I was actually thinking, God, one hour down, seven to go. (laughs) Starting to think this is all a bit of a bad idea. Then things took a turn. The rest of the night was, I've got to say, the most astounding, confusing, and at least to begin with, the most terrifying thing I have ever experienced. The next activity of the night was in the castle itself, where it was split uh-huh. into small groups of four, uh-huh. put in separate rooms, and each group was given a planchard on wheels that was placed on a piece of paper with a pencil in a hole, and we were asked to call out questions on who might be present in the room. So it was ascertained through the planchard that there was a male spirit Through the, the what? Planchard. It's like a piece of wood on oh. wheels, and you, you hold onto it, and it points to uh, the paper underneath. It's got letters written on it. Yes and no in the top right-hand corner. Right? Oh, and so like like a mobile Ouija board type yes, thing. Yeah. Oh, I saw. Oh, okay. Is this when you broke into song and started saying, Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Papa, don't preach more like. Yes. <laughs> and then the temperature around me suddenly went cold. <laughs> anyway, um, so, um, so it was ascertained there was a male spirit in the room and we stupidly asked its name. Unfortunately, the way it works is that we then had to go through the full alphabet to just get the first letter, right? (laughs) Anyway, his name was Robert, which meant a lot of letters later (laughs) to get just the first two letters. Better than Xanthi. Yes. I'm there 
keep thinking, oh, just tell me your bloody name. Stop being so stupid. Anyway, so now this plant chart thing was firing off yes, no's at a rate of a Gen Z texting. But it was at one point that it started spinning around in a circle and everyone took their fingers off it, except me. <laughs> that I started to see things in a different light. There was no way I was putting any pressure on that thing. And when I lifted the plant chart to look for a motor or other some device, I noticed that the pencil in it had drawn a perfect circle on the paper below over and over again without going outside the same line. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, this is a bit freaky, right? Next was somebody saying that they smelt wee. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, we, not we. Then the organiser, at that point, came into the room and asked us if we'd contacted anyone. We said Robert, and she goes, oh, that grubby little kid. You can always tell when he's in the room because it stinks of piss. <laughs> it was at that point that I'm sure everybody else could suddenly smell someone else's wee. Mine. <laughs> Anywho, long story short, the rest of the night was just chock-a-block with things flying all over the place, things floating, weird noises, a glass flew across the room and smashed. Honestly, I've never seen anything like it before or since. To the point that you kind of got so used to it, but that by about 6am, it wasn't even that impressive. <laughs> You're like, yeah, good one, Robert. Learn a new trick and take, <laughs> and take a shower, will you? <laughs> so there you go. I was completely, pr I went into such a sceptic. By the next day, I was a believer. Okay. I have a few questions, right, if okay. I may. Yep, sure. Said X. Yes. Uh, what was his take on the evening? Well, he saw, he saw all the same things that I did. So I've actually got, you know, somebody that can corroborate my story. Is that? Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we, we were both completely freaked out. It was, it was I, I really wasn't expecting it to be so full on. Are you sure he, like, you know how they left him behind for that hour or so? Mm. Was he just organising all the props? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, look, I was, I, honestly, like, at the beginning of the night, I was obviously looking for bits of fishing wire and I was looking for little motors on things or magnets or whatever, but there, there was nothing. And also, it was... It, they would. They didn't tell you where to set up any of this stuff, right? So right. it's not like they could say, right, this is where you're going to be doing this. It was all very random. But they're very coercive. I mean, I for me, the old cynic that I am, I would have had to have bought another ticket for another night and seeing if the same thing happened. That'd be me. What? So you reckon suddenly at one point she's come out with a bottle of eau de urine and she's going spraying, <laughs> spraying it across the room? Yes, I do. She had an atomizer, <laughs> a bit of Glen Twenty. Yes. <laughs> <Basistos>. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's my story. What do you think? Hit or myth? Ooh. Douglas, okay. this Ooh. one's complex. Well, no, okay, okay, here's my take on this. I believe Matt's story, but I believe nothing happened was real. So there you go. Ooh. Okay, so you're going with hit. Yes. Knowing Matt and and the things he does get himself into, I must admit, I'm going with hit as well tonight. Right, okay. So the more implausible the story I come out with, the more you're going to say it's a hit, right? Okay, that's the way it works from now on. Um, the funny thing is, though, the woman who ran it, she had some sort of West Country accent. I don't know if you know what that is in the, in the UK. And afterwards, when we're sitting here having a debrief at six o'clock in the morning, she said, oh, yeah, look, tonight was, um, was, was you know, there was a bit of activity tonight. But, but uh, the worst I ever had was this ghost, and he's still clinging to me, she said. And... <laughs> I just, I just constantly hear him saying, die, bitch, fuck off, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I was thinking, well, that's just downright rude. Anyway. <laughs> and anyway, we shall be finding out from Matthew whether or not that little tale is tall or true at the end of tonight's show. And up next, we have A Flock of Seagulls with And I Ran. And you are, of course, listening to the podcast of The Grumpy Gaze, as heard every Wednesday night at 9pm on Melbourne's own Joy 94.9. And coming up in part two of The Grumpy Gaze podcast is pretty much more of the same. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.